We have a checklist in the all-access community at Private SLP. There's a checklist for referrals. There's a checklist on how to get paid. There's all kinds of checklists that I've documented along the way. But, you know, when it comes to staying airborne, I was thinking, I'm freaking out. And I'm sure you guys freak out, too, when it comes to your business. I mean, I'm, I'm sure some of you do, but I know a lot of the people that I work with on a daily basis, you know, they're always up to something and there's always something to learn. So my instructor gets out of the plane and he says, remember the checklist. Solid, Solid. sustaining, and successful. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast with your host, Kyle Meads, speech and language pathologist. Listen, learn, and prosper as we share our experience and knowledge so that you can improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Well, hello, everyone. You're listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. This is episode number 50. My name is Kyle Meads, and I'm a speech pathologist since 1993. And these podcasts are designed to help you improve your business and your life one podcast at a time. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Thanks again for all the emails and all the questions. And as of today, today's Friday, November the 8th, 2019, we have well over 57,000 listeners to the show. And I'm super glad you guys are out there getting good, valuable information because you know me, I say it every single time, value is what you get in the absence of money. And these podcasts are absolutely free for you. So if you wouldn't mind, please do your part and go to the iOS or Android platform form of your choice and leave some five-star feedback. That way other people just like you can get the same valuable information that you guys are getting. And I hope you guys are doing well. And I've had some listeners reach out to me recently and, you know, they're saying things like, hey, Kyle, where you been? Or are you alive? Or hey, when's the next podcast coming out? And all right, I got you. So I have been taking some time off to myself. Uh, When I first started the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast, I always said I was going to do these at least once a month. You know, sometimes try to do two a month, but, you know, life is life. And, you know, unlike other podcasters that I know, I'm actually running a full-time clinic. We have two locations in Tucson. We just opened our second location. We offer speech and occupational and physical therapy services to many, many, many people here in our community. And we just do a lot of great work, you know, on top of opening our second location and purchasing a uh, new commercial building. It's a little over 7,800 square feet. We're using all of that space too for speech and OT. And one of the locations we got PT on top of that, you know, we just had our uh, annual trunk or treat where we had A ton of kids come out. We gave them tons of candy. We had a cakewalk and we had a DJ and face painting. And if you think I'm doing all this, there's no way. I mean, I am not that smart. We've got some really great people who work here for our practice and our clinic, and they come up with all these ideas. I just pay for these things and just supply the canvas and let them do the painting, if you know what I mean. And so that's what we've been doing. And we also did our annual Halloween employee night out. We went over to 
old Tucson studios. If you Google that, it's an old movie set out here in the mountains outside of Tucson, Arizona. I mean, back in the day, it was way, way out, but because of our population growth here in Tucson, it's not too, too far out now, but John Wayne filmed a lot of movies out there, and like The Three Amigos with Steve Martin was filmed out there, and and, and for those of you who are a little bit dated, if you remember the episodes and show uh, Little House on the Prairie was filmed out there, parts of it, so that's where I took all the employees. They, they turned that whole movie set into a haunted house, so, you know, that's my favorite time of the year. My son and his friends, they like to do all that, and I get tickets for everybody and the employees and their kids and families, and we just give them tickets and go out there and have some fun. So that's what we've been doing lately and just, you know, keeping it real. And, you know, like I said earlier, I'm actually doing this. I'm running multiple locations and, you know, paying health insurance for the employees, 401k profit sharing, you know, dental, vision for our employees. Uh, We've got many, many people that we see, so I'm running an operation. So sometimes I just may not feel like uh, getting behind a microphone and podcasting. But today I have been really wanting to get back into it. But there's another reason that I haven't been behind the mic, and that's because I am pursuing something that's really important to me personally, not really professionally, but I've got a little bit of time to myself during the week, so I've been taking up flying. And when I was at LSU, Louisiana State University, I was there from 87 to 91. And when I was graduating, I was also in the ROTC program at LSU, and I was supposed to be commissioned as a second lieutenant in the United States Air Force, and I was supposed to fly planes. But because of, uh, you know, growing up around guns and shooting things in the bayou, you've all seen Swamp People. That's where I grew up. So, uh, you know, shooting guns and just not taking care of my hearing and playing drums and things like that. I had a mild noise-induced hearing loss in my left ear. I couldn't get a waiver. It's kind of cool having a speech therapy audience base because you guys get it. You know what I'm talking about. I couldn't get a waiver for my left ear. So I had to scrap the idea of being a pilot or a navigator in the United States Air Force. I mean, it was all set. I was supposed to go to Lackland Air Force Base and do my officer training. And so for the many, many years that I've been a speech pathologist, I always said, you know, when I get a little bit of time, I'm going to start flying. I want to get my private pilot's license. And so back in June and July, which is the hottest time in Tucson, And that's when the air is the most bumpiest in Tucson because the heat rises and it causes thermals and you get thrown around. I said, I'm going to do it. And so that's what I've been doing. I have been studying and getting in a plane two, three times a week. I've been working with a couple of instructors and learning how to fly a Cessna 172. And uh, recently I soloed, which is when you get in a plane and you go up by yourself with a student pilot license. And now, next Thursday, I'm supposed to fly from Tucson to a place called Benson, and then a little bit north to another place called Safford, Arizona. And uh, that's kind of going towards um, uh, northeast, sort of close to the New Mexico 
area border of uh, Arizona. So that's part of the private pilot training is you have to do solos in a plane without the instructor. And that's what I wanted to talk about today because, you know, when we're starting and growing and scaling our own speech therapy private practice, this stuff can be so overwhelming and so mind-boggling because you have to not only deal with scheduling a patient, you got to see the patient. And then after you see the patient, you got to document what you did. And then you've got to take that information and put it into a billing system or have somebody bill it for you. And then once you bill it, which anybody can do really, but it's the AR, the accounts receivable, that really helps you get paid. That's when you go through and, you know, because it's probably going to be denied, right? And then you have to send your notes and things like that to the insurance company. So you're doing all this work, you know, just to get paid to see one patient. And then if you want to have a real true speech therapy private practice, you have to multiply that. You got to rinse and repeat and do this over and over and over. And hopefully you can build it up to, you know, 150, 200, 500 people a week, right? I mean, that's the goal. I mean, why wouldn't you want to be in business, right? I mean, why wouldn't you want to just do something the best you can do and be the best you can be? I mean, right? I mean, let's think about it. If you don't change, nothing's going to change, right? I mean, if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got. That's what I'm trying to say. So this stuff is mind-boggling, and that's what we do in the all-access community. We talk about these things, these systems in private practice, and that's why it really it dawned on me one day and when I was in the plane because I'm sitting there, and I've always got my instructor with me, and finally one day he says, hey, I need to get out. I'm like, what do you mean you got to get out? He goes, I want you to solo. I'm like, I don't want to solo. He goes, it's time. You need to do this. So he gets out of the plane, and he shuts the door, and the engine's humming. I'm sitting there, I'm like, holy moly, what do I do? You know, there's nobody in here to yell at me. There's nobody in the cockpit to tell me what to do. You know, what if I crash? What if the engine goes out? What if there's no fuel? What if there's, you know, the oil burns up and I crash? On, you know, we're talking Tucson International Airport. There's Alaskan Airlines. There's FedEx planes, you know, taking off all day long here at Tucson International. There's United Airlines. There's American Airlines. You know, there was a big Hawaiian Airlines jet that got diverted from Phoenix to Tucson recently. There's F-16s and C-130s. And like, how am I going to do this? And I just remembered, he says, take your checklist, follow your checklist. I'm like, oh, yeah, the checklist. Oh, yeah. We have a checklist in the all-access community at Private SLP. There's a checklist for referrals. There's a checklist on how to get paid. There's all kinds of checklists that I've documented along the way. But, you know, when it comes to staying airborne, I was thinking, I'm freaking out. And I'm sure you guys freak out, too, when it comes to your business. I mean, I'm, I'm sure some of you do, but I know a lot of the people that I work with on a daily basis, you know, they're always up to something, and there's always something to learn. So my instructor gets out of the plane and he says, remember the checklist. So what do I do? I grab my checklist and I go through it. Okay, the avionics, you know, the radios are on and the lights are on, the strobes are on, the fuel's on. The, there's a fuel tank selector. It's turned on both. Engine's running, you know, oil pressure's good. Everything's in the green. And here I'm on the west ramp and I've got my Bose noise-canceling headset on and I'm really freaking out. At one point I said, you know... I'm just going to wait till tomorrow and do this. 
And I said, I can't wait until tomorrow. I got to get this done. I got to solo. I got to do this myself. You know, if I can start a speech therapy private practice, surely I could fly a plane. I was supposed to do this years ago. And then I started doubting myself. And I know you guys doubt yourself too sometimes with what you're doing. And I said, you know, I got to do it. If I crash, I crash, right? But I'm going to do it. So I get on the radio and I say, hey, you know, I'm on the West Ramp. You know, I'm with Charlie, which is this code they give out. It's called ATIS, and it gives you the weather and all this blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there, and I, I went through the checklist, and I told him where I wanted to go in the pattern and fly around and do some pattern work and take off and land and take off and land and take off and land. And that's what I wanted to do, and they told me what to do, and I did it. And so I'm sitting there by myself on a runway, Tucson International Airport, and he says, you're clear for takeoff. I'm like, holy moly. I ease that throttle in and we get up to about 55 or 60 and I pull back on and there I am. I'm flying and I got overwhelmed with happiness and joy and fear and just the same stuff I was talking about in episode one. You can hear it in my voice. Scared to death. And uh, I went up and I took a right turn and I went all the way back around and I watched my speed and I did what I was told. I watched my checklist there and I put my flaps in. I brought the throttle back and I started to coast in. And there I am looking at runway 11 right. Because 11 left is where all the, you know, the big planes are at. And I'm on runway 11 right, which is parallel. And there I am just kind of gliding in and look, there it is. I landed. I didn't bounce. I didn't crash. The prop's still on and I hit my flaps and I slowly increased the throttle and I did it again. And I'm sitting there the second time I'm thinking, okay, I got this, I got this. So I go around and I go downwind. I'm looking at the runway on my right and they told me I'm clear to land or touch and goes. And I just did it again and I'm looking at the runway and 1,500 feet and 1,000 feet and 500 feet, 250 feet and boop. Did it again. It was a good little landing. I'm like, oh, this is so much fun. Well, I ease the throttle in, throw the flaps up, and I take off again. And this time, the controller, he tells me to do something I, I wasn't expecting. And he says, I want you to extend this and take a ride here and go way out over here. And I'm thinking, come on. I, I said, you know, I'm a solo student pilot. And he said, keep doing what you're doing. And so I kept doing it, and it just threw me off. But I went back to the checklist. I went back to my little trusty checklist. And next thing you know, I'm looking at the runway again. And, you know, 1,000 feet, 750 feet, 500 feet, 250 feet, boom. Touchdown again. It was so cool. And then I exited the runway on Alpha 11. And I was waiting on holding short of runway one went left. And next thing you know, four F-16s just go, they took off. I'm like, wow, check this out. And then I got permission to cross that runway and hang a left. And I'm going back to the hangar on the west ramp. And I got this jet, this F-16 fighter jet looking right at me. He's in my way. He's on my yellow line. And the tower says, he's going to yield to me. And this guy wasn't going to yield to me. He's looking at me and I'm looking at him. It's an Air Force pilot. And he looks at me and he waves. I mean, think about it, folks. Here's an F-16 fighter pilot waving at me in a little pup, 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 pup Cessna plane, right? And I just motioned him to go ahead. He can just go around and, and I'll let him up. 
So it's kind of like in traffic, you know, you let somebody in, well, I'll let the guy in. And then as I passed him, there's four other planes ready to take off. They're, they're waving at me because I guess, you know, back in the day, they had to train in one of these planes. So it's kind of cool. I'm sitting there waving at the pilots and everybody's happy. And next thing you know, the airport's kind of shutting down. All these fighter jets are taking off and it was Vice President Pence coming into Tucson on that Thursday. He was going down to do some work on the border. So I got caught up in the Vice President of the United States on the day I solo. Go figure, right? But I listened to what I had to do. I did what I was told and uh, I got over it. So now I'm all fired up and ready to fly again. So Next Thursday, I'm going to Safford, Arizona, and I'm going to get a private pilot's license, and I'm going to start flying around the United States and coming to see you at your clinic. So if you want me to fly up there, let me know, and uh, we'll start seeing if we can carve it out and make it happen. But anyway, that's what I've been up to for the last 60, 70, 80 days, you know. Sometimes I just don't feel like making a podcast. But I tell you what I have been doing, I've been showing up in the private SLP all-access communities. We've got two more members in there, and it's really great because I'm meeting with these folks on a weekly basis. They're getting their checklist. They're learning how to start and grow and scale their own private practice from somebody who's actually doing it, and everything is good, and I show up, and you've got direct access to me, and you can reach me. On the uh, All Access community, there's a place where you can ask privately. You know, if you want to have a private coaching session with me online, you can do that. Or if you want me to call you during the week, I can do that. Or if you want to throw something out there to the community, you can do that. So there are some options for that private coaching section of the All Access community. But I just wanted to give you guys a heads up and let you know this is episode number 50. And guess what? I'm going to be 50 this year. Christmas Eve, I'm going to be 50, so this is kind of that big 5-0 thing for me, and I'm just so grateful that I can help you guys, you know, grow and scale and learn. So if there's anything I can help you out with, all you have to do is reach out to me. Go to privateslp.com forward slash contact. You can see how to get in contact with me there. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup Podcast. For more information on Speech Therapy Private Practice Startup or to stay connected with Kyle, please visit privateslp.com.